Hey queen, I'm Vieira Miles and this is the Holistic Sister Circle podcast, a show where we hear the stories of soulful women all over the world dedicated to sharing insight into why holistic health is the future and what women should do today to ensure they have the necessary tools and resources to bring out their inner royal roots, assess their body and remedy any illness from the comfort of their home. Y'all, we are setting the royal record straight, okay? If you'd like to connect with us further, you can follow us at The Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and join the Holistic Sister Circle Facebook group for live interviews, collaborative Q&A, and exclusive training on how to build your wellness dream team. Now, let's dive in to this week's episode. See you on the other side. Welcome to another episode of the Holistic Sister Circle. I am so excited to have Christine with us today. She has spent over 20 years working in the healthcare industry. Y'all, she has she was a registered nurse. Oh my gosh. And one of the really things I really enjoyed about reading about Christine's bio was she was actually in the intensive care unit. So, um, you know, has an extensive background and now she has done corporate wellness consulting. Um, she's a CEO of Wellness Works, writer, speaker, and health advocate. So she has a plethora of experience and knowledge under her belt. And I'm just so thrilled to have you here, Christine. So thank so you. So good to be here. Thanks for having me, Mia. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, for us to just get started, can you tell us a little bit about um, just some of the things that you honestly saw within the intensive care unit and what made you really have a stand for um, just really activating for holistic health care? What did that look like? Yeah, I think after 20 years of working in intensive care, actually specialised in cardiothoracic intensive care, so we'd see really sick patients. But what I acknowledged and what um, my colleagues often acknowledge was we'd see the same patients come in again and again with their exacerbation of their disease, which was really frustrating because we're doing so many invasive procedures and then we're sending them home, but we're sending them home to the same unhealthy lifestyles where they're living a sedentary lifestyle and maybe smokers or heavy drinkers or poor nutrition or stress within their lives. And that would contribute to the exacerbation of the disease where, you know, usually we'd see them come back in again. And that used to just really frustrate me that we weren't getting to the underlying triggers or heart of the problem. And so when I learned about health coaching, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. It's really getting in front of the people in order to change their behaviors around their health and well-being, to take onus and responsibility to live healthier lives and implement healthier actions that ultimately can change that whole trajectory of their health journey so they don't end up in hospital, so that, that they can continue being healthy and well and contributing to themselves and their families and their workplaces and their community. So um, I just you know, love the whole concept of health coaching. It's about health prevention. It's about disease prevention, health promotion. It's about keeping people ultimately out of hospital. Absolutely. And one of the things that I just loved about what you said too was really focusing on not really just not just the symptom and just focusing on them at that moment while they're in the hospital, but what are some, 
measures that they can take when they leave and how can they make sure that they're continuously staying healthy. I was actually on a call yesterday with someone and we were talking about this. She actually focuses on research and she was saying how in, you know, after really COVID had happened, um, there were more people that were finding out that they could actually do more for themselves and they didn't have to necessarily like they were in more of a fight or flight uh, mentality when it came to healthcare. Um, I would love to hear kind of your perspective on that as well. Do you feel like COVID has put us in a position where people are just now more open and more receptive to alternative medicine? Or do you feel like it has made people a little bit more worried or scared because they're not sure how they'll end up or what the future holds? I, I see, you know, through my work that COVID has a, had a significant impact on people's mental health. You know, the most stoic CEOs I've had break down and cry on, on my shoulder, which I would never anticipate through that really challenging time. So I think it has really had a, a left a footprint on a lot of people. Um, but what I've seen is a significant shift in workplace wellness, that the space that I'm in. So currently it's it's estimated around 44 billion globally for the wellness workplace sector and that's expected to double in just in the next 4 years. So it's been significant growth in that space which is absolutely brilliant that now more so than ever before employers are really seeing the need to care for their people because their people essentially are the business and make up the business and I think that's been significantly highlighted and um, improved since uh, going through COVID and the, what we all experienced. Um, there is a clearer understanding of employers to look after their staff because that's ultimately going to have a healthier and more high-performing and more profitable business at the end of the day if we care for our people. So that's a great shift as a result. No, that is a really good shift. And I think, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me too is the fact that people like business owners are caring about their health, um, are caring about their employees. I, you know, there was a time where, especially working in, in a in a remote environment, it's like you spend so much time on the computer and on the phone that you're not taking your 10 minute walks and you're not actually having a mind, you know, a mindful meal um, during lunchtime because you're just trying to hurry up and get the next thing done. And I just think that it's so empowering to hear that, you know, people are really focusing on this. And this is something that people really believe that um, they do need in the work environment. Can you talk a little bit more about what you actually do within um, just working for corporate, like working with corporations and like really what that looks like um, and how you've really been an advocate there. Yeah, so I've been working in this space for about 10 years and the way I operate, because every organisation is different, made up of different people, so it's not a one-size-fits-all and I don't like to do just that tick-the-box kind of approach. So I'll go in and I'll do a 30-day <clears throat> needs analysis where I basically you know, understand essentially what the challenges are for that particular organisation and what's happening and interview the staff and do some staff surveys. So I get a real uh, a clear understanding and collate some data 
around what the particular challenges are. And that is absolutely paramount to understanding what the problem is before you can, uh, you know, just like when you go to the doctor, you need to have a full physical to get that diagnosis to understand what, you know, medication or what solution is going to best serve them. So I operate the same. I do my diagnosis. After I understand what the, the problem is, essentially, then I'll look in my toolkit of services, which is inclusive of group coaching, uh, educational wellness workshops, facilitation, health and performance coaching and I will then put together a bespoke wellbeing program for no less than 12 months because it takes time to create change and to create those shifts. So the changes I make are transformational. They're not transactional. I collect data at the beginning and I collect data at the end. And then I can show a comparative analysis about all the tangible improvements that we've made, all the outcomes, benefits, results that the organisation has gained through working with me. So that may look like, you know, when a workplace which you would commonly come across across is highly stressed, it's normal about 40% of employees will be stressed. So providing them with some strategies and education and coaching around stress, we can decrease those numbers by about 80%. And that's the sort of results that my programs have attained. The normal return on investment is about six to one. I've managed to obtain as much as 10 to one. And it's also looking at um, supporting the organisation. So you're not only supporting the individuals with their own health and wellbeing, but how does that ultimately support the organisation? So we're looking at things like KPIs and that return on investment. And when people are healthier and well, they're more likely to be engaged in the workplace. They're more likely to be contributing, have healthier relationships, have longevity, uh, have uh, higher satisfaction and are more optimally performing and productive. And all of that impacts the bottom line and increases the bottom line. So it's a win for all. It's a win for the individual and it's a win for the organization. No, that's amazing. What are some of the things that you do when you're there? Like um, specifically for the ones who, I know you do your analysis, which is great, but how are you breaking down to these businesses, what they should do within their organization to make sure that their, uh, to make sure that their employees are maintaining like this health structure? Mm. So it's really just once I've identified what that problem is, then it usually comes in the form of education. So educational wellness workshops around uh, some of the particular topics around stress management, burnout, emotional intelligence, healthy communication, work-life balance, uh, prevention of chronic disease. I have a whole plethora of, of different workshops. So I'll select the ones that are most suitable to the organisation. And then I'll look at, you know, individuals that may be really struggling with their health or be struggling with their performance because they're very interrelated and I'll work with them one-on-one -on -one. or there may be sectors within the organisation uh, that are having challenges with uh, conflict or, or unhealthy relationships that, that may need some facilitation to improve the team dynamics and to enhance the company culture. So it's um it's it's really dependent upon what the problem is as to what I will then service an organization. Right. Okay. No, this is super helpful because I 
one of the things that I haven't done just within the show itself was just interview anyone that has been within the corporate sector. So I just think it's very interesting to see that one, this is something that, you know, business owners are benefiting from, of course. Um, but then two, not just them benefiting from it, but also their employees. Now, when it comes to your, uh, like your, your specific like modalities and practices, how does this relate to just some of the things that you do outside of corporate wellness? Um, what, what I do for myself personally? Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I advocate for in what I teach and I practice and am a role model for what I teach. It's about, you know, your health and well-being is on the to-do list is number one, is priority number one. If we're not taking care of our own health and well-being, um, it's really hard for us to hold down a job or look after our family or, you know, be a parent to our children. If we're not healthy and well, other areas of our life are going to suffer. So, you know, it's part of a, a business plan. If you're a business owner or if you work within an organisation, within your diary, you should have it scheduled in. Like I have it scheduled in in my diary, my exercise regime, uh, even, you know, drinking water. So I make sure I'm well hydrated every day. Um, my nutrition, ensuring that I'm getting good, healthy foods every day. My social health, ensuring that I'm connecting with friends and family on a regular basis. Because often we can get so focused on on work and we can become you know this badge of honor i'm busy um and it can really impact our social our physical our emotional our mental health and well-being so we have to be mindful to take regular steps and actions and sometimes these things um may be forgotten so having them scheduled in as i do in my diary just helps me to trigger oh yeah it's it's a uh, family date night tonight we're going out to dinner or it's time to connect with those group of friends and so I make sure that I'm keeping abreast of all the things that keep me healthy and well and also really understanding my triggers of what uh, triggers my stress and making sure I'm mitigating and managing those so I'm not getting into a, a space of overwhelm. I often see in the workspace that people are overworked, they're busy, they're, they've got so much on their plate and they just simply don't have the capacity to do everything and it starts to put a real mental strain. As I said before, 40% of staff are feeling stressed at any given time. That's a really significantly high number. And if we're stressed on a, on a lengthy period of time, on a chronic stress state that has significant impact and contrib contributes to over 70% of chronic diseases, of heart and health conditions. So the more stressed for the longer period of time, the more um, higher risk we are of, of chronic disease. So it's really important to manage and mitigate our stresses. So I tried to have a good regime, but of course, it's not always perfect. Uh, it, it's it's uh, but it's a means of being mindful and sometimes just stopping and listening to ourselves and going within because our bodies have this innate ability, this innate understanding with biofeedback 
to tell us what we need at any given time. Uh, you know, a niggle of a headache might be starting to let you know that perhaps you're dehydrated or you're feeling tired. Maybe it's time just to step back and take a rest. So listening to our bodies is, is the biggest sign to know what to do at any given time to ensure that we're optimizing our own health and well-being. Mm. I I love this topic. I'm just like, I have so many questions kind of rambling in my head here. And, you know, Christine, the biggest thing for me that I realized, and I'm sure other people can attest to this as well, is when you know that you need to do something, you plan it out, you schedule it, and then you don't actually set a boundary to stick to it. And I, you know, I've I've done that honestly for the last, for like the last couple of days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my body is so tight right now because I've been working on this project and I haven't nor, you know, normally I'll make sure that I um, get like my exercise and everything in. And these last couple of days, I've literally just been like work, 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 work. And now my body is like, oh no, like you, you are basically stiff and sore so you need to now do what you need to do to take care of me so now like literally after this call I'm going to do a deep stretch uh yoga exercise (laughs) but (laughs) I I would love to know like you know how do you make sure that you are holding yourself accountable during those time blocks um and you're not just like oh okay well you know I gotta finish this so let me just do this and you never actually get to it Mm-hmm. For me personally, you know, I got to a point a few years ago of burnout and that was a massive wake up call for me. It took me four months to step out of my business, fully rest to recuperate because I was just grinding so hard and working so hard that I pushed myself to the limit where then I had to just take a break. And so that that had a significant impact on the business. And so I learned through experience that if I don't schedule in time for self, if I don't schedule in that work-life balance, if I don't schedule in time for myself, then my family are going to suffer, my business is going to suffer, my finances are going to suffer. So it is really important. And I know other people struggle with this, that there's so many things that they want to do but it's hard for them to do it on their own. And that's where the health coaching comes in when I work with individuals in workplaces to keep them supported, to keep them accountable, to keep them motivated, to keep them on track. And it's a whole lot easier when you've got a coach by your side that's championing your success and is supporting you along that journey. Yes, I love that. Because your coach is really like, it's like an accountability partner. Um, and that really helps. Yeah, I, I, I can attest that to really helping like you move on, helping you move on track. Now, I know we talked about so much. Um, and I would, before we kind of wrap up as so far as like how people can connect with you and, and join your programs and things of that nature, I would love to learn a little bit more about, um, just some of the things that, I know you've talked a little bit about some of the things that you do personally within your day to day, but if you were to, you know, give one piece of advice for those who are listening, because a lot of the people that are on the, that are listening to uh, the show, most of them are business owners. Um, Most of them have families. Most of them are, you know, moms as well. Um, So you know how that is when you're juggling everything at once, but could you share just one a one takeaway that they could implement today um, if they're looking for 
answers a peace of mind and making sure that they're having a holistic approach to their business in this in this time. I think the most simplest and easiest thing that you can do immediately is drink water. People just don't. I, I meet so many people that don't drink any water and it's, it blows my mind. Our bodies are made up of over 80% of water and for all our physiological functions to to uh, happen optimally, we need to be well hydrated. You can do a little test. It's called the capillary refill where you squeeze your finger for three seconds and okay. let it go and it should bounce back with elasticity and turgor. If it's slow and sluggish, this could be indicative that you're dehydrated. Or oh. Have a look at your pee the next time you go to the bathroom. It should be clear and straw-like. If it's more of a darker color, this is also indicative that you may be dehydrated. And when we're dehydrated, we lack energy. We lack focus. It's hard to be productive. The easiest and most simple thing to do is drink water. It's recommended two to three liters a day. We get about 30% in with our food intake if we're eating lots of uh, vegetables and fruits. Um and it's recommended that we drink that much unless you've been instructed by your GP that you're on a fluid restriction because you may have some heart condition. But if you have no restrictions, uh, that's the recommended amount. And I ensure that I get my two liters in a day, gives me the energy, gives me the vitality to be able to focus and do my work. And it's so simple. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate that. So there you have it. We learned so much today. So Christine, just for us to wrap up, can you tell us a little bit about if anyone wanted to reach out to you, connect with you, join your programs? What does that look like? Tell us all. Tell us all yeah. About. So I work with organizations and deliver bespoke wellbeing programs face-to-face -face or online. And I also mentor other health coaches, wellness consultants, healthcare professionals, in uh, their business acumen through the Wellness Business Hub. So you can connect with me at wellnessworks, spelt W-O-R-X dot com dot A-U. And more than happy to have a coffee and a chat and say g'day here from Australia. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. And this was certainly a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Queen, thank you so much for tuning in. It truly warms our heart that you're taking the time out of your day to connect with us. If you'd like to connect with our guests further, you can find their information located in the description section of this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, share with another queen and don't forget to connect with the Holistic Sister Circle on Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, stay blessed. Mwah.